Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This oh, by the way, did you see what's new? Is the Rich Eisen Show. Four outfielders caught the crap. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Bobby Wagner here. Why do you think it had to happen? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I hadn't had a conversation with Pete or, or John on what, what was their reasoning. Knowing the business, I'm assuming they, they just want to go young. Earlier on the show, NFL Network reporter Tom Pelissero, Notre Dame football head coach Marcus Freeman, host of HBO's Real Sports, Brian Gumble. Coming up, actor Stephen Root. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We just said farewell to Tom Pelissero for a second time because Tom was on in hour number one. And as soon as we hung up the phone, news broke that Debo said, Samuels requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers, so we got Tom Pelissero back on the phone. And in between, we spoke to head coach of Notre Dame football, Marcus Freeman, who came to Notre Dame from Cincinnati, told an amazing story about recruiting Sauce Gardner to the Bearcats. If you missed that, if you missed Bryant Gumbel talking about um, his uh, long run as the um, host of Real Sports after logging a 300th career episode for that Emmy Award perennial Emmy Award winning program. Missed any of it? YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We've been reacting all day to the news uh, of uh, Debo Samuel making this trade request from the 49ers that apparently has nothing to do with money. Look, man, th- this this NFL offseason, or as we call it, the NFL Network and with the NFL, non-playing season, okay? Because there's action. It's just not playing action. We've I learned that when I first started with NFL Network. As soon as the Super Bowl is over, we don't call it the offseason. It's called the non-playing season. Because <laughs> there's free agency, there's draft, there's the talent evaluation portion, and there's the release of the uh, schedule that's coming after the draft this year in May. There's also uh, the off-season workout programs that are opening up uh, throughout the NFL campaign, including in Cleveland. We're going to hear from Kevin Stefanski on the Baker Mayfield subject matter shortly. Chris Greer, the General manager of the Miami Dolphins spoke today. Dolphins speaking writ large today. There's lots going on. But the um, non-playing season this year, um, with especially all the movement on free agency and uh, the um, the trade front, um, summed up in four short words, as we've been talking about, uh, as tweeted out by Stefan Diggs on uh, March 23rd, 2022, when Tyreek Hill requested a trade and it was acted upon on the spot by the chiefs the hell going on <laughs> and of all the stories that you could <laughs> so not bad. imagine that you could not imagine okay um 
because you could imagine Brady on retiring. We were talking about yeah. that. You could imagine Aaron Rodgers staying. You could t- and 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 Russell Wilson leaving Seattle because that's been rumored for quite some time. Couldn't see coming Rodgers staying, but Devontae Adams going. Didn't see that one. Nope. Didn't see Tyreek Hill apparently um, not returning to Kansas City. I, I was hearing that was weeks in the making. Like that that it was well known he was not coming home. He was not coming back. And and I'd love to know at some point the story behind that. Didn't see that one coming. You know, didn't see Randy Gregory saying yes to Dallas and then <laughs> leaving. I mean, didn't see a, a lot of that stuff. And now just add to this uh, this list of Debo Samuel wanting a trade Debo. from the 49ers because as Tom Pelissero said last hour, wasn't into being the running back as much I knew. as the rest of the 49er fan base and the rest of the country was. We were talking about like what a difference maker he is because he's coming downhill. He is a business decision on top of a matchup nightmare. That's why he's a pro bowler at the wide receiver spot. I mean, 1,400 yards is nothing to sneeze at, but when you carry the ball 50-some-odd times and you're carrying it in, in the playoffs – it's third and long, and the snow is coming down in the fourth quarter in Lambeau Field. And and normally the wide receiver on a third and long is out wide and makes a move and moves the chains. Not this one. This one took a handoff and moved the chains. So Debo not all that into it, and then the fact that he wasn't into it and that's an irreconcilable difference? That sounds like a reconcilable difference. Can't the coach and the, the and the wide receiver get in the room and say, we get it? Unless the coach is, has the right to also say it's it's the playbook, and if we think you're the guy to help win us that way, we got to use you. I mean, if you're coaching, you're sitting there, and it's you know fourth quarter, snow coming down, and you can't sit there and go, uh-oh, if I call 19 for run and play, you know, is he going in the tank? Do I got a problem? Is there going to be an issue? And, you, and that's a tough way to call plays, I guess. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm oversimplifying it. And plus, if I, I, I was spent last hour pounding the table, so Jets, give up number 10 overall for him. Not if he wants to, I want the Debo that's going to run it and catch it. I want the Debo that's going to be run over you. Jets have good you running know. backs, though. I, 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 the, the 49ers have nothing to sneeze at either. You know, I want the I want that difference maker. That's why I would trade the tenth overall pick, but not for somebody who's telling me if I get more than X number of touches. I'm not saying that's what he's saying, but if it's an irreconcilable difference, then then how do you reconcile that with a new team? Certainly, if the old team was willing to pay you, I don't know. Maybe it's the voice. I don't know that he just was doesn't want to hear it anymore. But I know that 49ers don't have to trade him. That's for sure. 49ers don't have to trade him. No, but it might behoove them to do it. I, I, I don't, I don't know. And by the way, I was saying the Jets. How about the Ravens? That would be insane. But you're also seeing, you know, yeah, Tom Pelissero is like everybody around the league that kind of could use him. Everybody could use him, but truly could really use him, need him. Um, are our former members of the of of the 49ers staff? You know, Robert Sala, Mike Lafleur, brother of Matt and Matt in in in, in Green Bay. And let's just see. How do you think that phone call from Green Bay to San Francisco would be handled? Like, if I'm LaFleur, don't you call Kyle Shanahan up right away? 
in the same way that Kyle Shanahan apparently pissed you off by calling <laughs> you up on draft day last year because there was a rumor your best player wanted out. And I'm like, okay, I've got to do my due diligence by calling you up and asking, hey, if Aaron's available, you want to send him here? I like that. And apparently, you know, that rankled enough feathers that Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan are your clubhouse leader for chilliest handshake in the NFL. And if you're Matt LaFleur, you're like, just for, you know what, and giggles. Hey, Kyle. Hey. I heard uh, your best players on the market right before the draft. What do you think about 19? Yeah. What's, uh, what's up with that? What do you think? We got two first-rounders. You want to send them here? Yeah, what do you think? Cool. I know you might see, we might see each other in the NFC Championship game every now and then. Yeah, but that's fine. How about 19 in Green Bay? What do you think? Let's just flip him. How do you think that phone call would go over? <laughs> Click. Like the proverbial <laughs> wet you-know-what in church. Hey, now. <laughs> I would imagine. I would have went with a lead balloon. Okay. Yeah. How do you think that conversation would go? What if the Chiefs get him? Now, the whole thing, it's too, is... Come on, Here's the issue. If he doesn't want to run it, if that's his issue here, no wonder he doesn't want to get into the, the details, potentially. Because if the details are, I don't want to be the slash as much as I was slashing for the 49ers. Because the slash is what makes him so unique. That's his fingerprint. That's his that's his calling card. And there's receivers all over the place that are matchup problems because they're physical. But to be a business decision on top of a matchup problem, every single down, that's what makes you special. Yeah, but the slash also shortens your career. True. I understand it. But there's got to be a happy medium, a middle ground. The fact that he can't find it in San Francisco or doesn't care to find it in San Francisco gives me pause. I'll be yeah, honest. He had 59 carries last year. I, I, mean, I don't know. We cut that in half, maybe. He had all 121 targets. Not that many. Maybe up that to 150. I, I don't know. But if I can have a conversation with him right now, uh, if, I'm, if I can do that, you'd have to get permission to do that. Just because he's said he wants a trade, San Francisco could be like, good, good for you. Yeah, uh, that's excellent. You want a cookie? Yeah. That used to be the way that the NFL handled that. We're just all assuming that he's going to get out because that's what guys of his talent and certainly at that position have shown they're able to do these days. Uh, but I, I'd need to have that conversation to say, look, I do want you to run it. What's your what's your limit? You know, 15's your limit on Schnitzengruben, to use a good phrase from Blazing Saddles. I mean, what's your limit on what? 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 If the football is a Schnitzengruben and you're running it, what's your limit? <laughs> what's your limit? What? What do you like? What? Because I, I I need to call your number sometimes like that. You know, yeah, and, and you kind of like it too, but I know you don't like it as much. Yeah, you don't like it eight times. But a don't game, you like getting in the end what zone? About like two or three. I'd have to have that conversation before pulling the trigger. But other than that, if we can get that handled, Sauce Gardner for. <laughs> Tenth overall pick for for Debo Samuel. Rip the knob off. That's hitting the point in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'll bet on that pass line every single time. With odds. Well, you got to stack the odds. Please. Yeah, yeah, please. All right. Um, Do you got a couple items for your news update? And then we can get to Stephen Root. Okay, here we go. Chris Brock with the news update. And then the actor Stephen Root from Barry and every other television show and movie that you love. That's coming up next on the Rich Eisen Show in studio. But right now, let's get a couple of news items from Chris Brockman. Go for it, Chris. And now with a 
report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever. It's Chris Brockman. All right, Christopher, what do you got on your brain over hey, there? Uh, your hey, the Cleveland Browns have done a lot of stuff this offseason, so they picked up uh, Deshaun Watson, and which really angered uh, Baker Mayfield. We saw him on the couch and the podcast with the dog. And he would the feet not scratch up, the dog. And the dog uh, not scratch. showed up uh, to voluntary workouts this week. What a red week. flag. And, uh, but Kevin Stefanski spoke today and was asked about all of that. Tony, I'd tell you that's a unique situation. Uh, it's fluid, um, and we'll just continue to work through it uh, as we go uh, each day. I mean, you don't expect them here? It's a voluntary program. You know, what we won't do is we won't say who's here, who's not here. It's, it's voluntary. The guys that show up, we're excited that they're here. We're excited to work with them. And last week he had some pretty strong comments about feeling disrespected by the team. I was just wondering your reaction to hearing that. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the specifics of those type of things, Tom. Uh, again, it's a, it really is a unique situation, and we'll just work through it. Um, Mike, do you have what were they really thinking? Can you do that? I know I'm just throwing that on you. Um, that, that's how I'm going to handle my reaction to Kevin Stefanski saying what he's saying. Uh, Mike Del Tufo, hit it, please, here on the Rich Eisen Show with that. I could see you're finding it. You're almost there. He can't find it. Okay, here's what well, I'm going to do. What, what were they really <laughs> thinking? All right, here's, guys, come on. Disrespect? Look, I don't want to get into it here, but we told him at the Combine we were thinking of doing this. And it's not like we went out and reached out for anybody. It's Deshaun Watson, all right? And I know that he had all that stuff hanging over his head. But the owners of this team are willing to pay him all that cash. And we could bring Deshaun Watson here. We told him. We gave him that update. We were out and we said, you're in. And he said, I'm out. Did you see the Cleveland letter that he sent out? I don't want to get into this because uh, we're trying to take the high road. And plus, we only talk about the guys who are here and the guys who will give a dog who wants a belly scratch a belly scratch. And on top of it, on top of it, we say this. It's a fluid situation because we don't know who will take him because they don't know if they want him yet. They need to see if they get their guy in the draft. Let's deal with this 10 days from now, okay? But it's fluid because I don't know how much money. I'm just a coach here. I don't know how much money they're willing to eat out of his guaranteed 18 million bucks in order to trade for him to somebody who may or may not want him, depending on what happens in Las Vegas. And what happens in Las Vegas usually stays there, but it's going to trickle down to what happens here. And did you see he didn't give the dog a belly scratch? <laughs> Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Who, I mean, seriously, I know he was into talking about his situation on this podcast. That dog needs a scratch. Look at that dog. <laughs> dog needs something. That dog needs a scratch. Well, baby's sleeping. No, Rich, somebody tweeted us and said the fact that That's the sleeping. dog is in that position yeah. means that it's comfortable with Baker and it oh, great. trusts him. So well, maybe I, I, he did I, I, scratch. It's terrific. Right. Right. It's wonderful. Give him a scratch. I like him. I like Baker Mayfield. I know you do. I know you okay. do. He's All right, what son. else you got over there, Chris? Okay, another team that uh, has made a lot of moves this offseason, Mitch, the Miami Dolphins. Their GM, Chris Greer, talked today about their quarterback, Tua. I think a lot of that, too, is, is has to do with Coach McDaniel and his coaching staff. You know, um, kind of the offense that, you know, Mike does and what he's um, building here and what his philosophy's been. Um, I think, yes, we've added some pieces on offense as well, but a lot of it fits what Mike's looking forward to uh, in that. And I think... 
Yeah, and it, a lot of it does fit what Tua does well, and I, and I think uh, we're all very excited. And I, I know Mike has been raving about Tua here over uh, him and Coach Bevel, uh, their time working with him and spending time with him in the meeting rooms and watching him on the, on the field here uh, yesterday. Um, so, yeah, we're very excited for him and, and looking forward to this season, how he keeps progressing. The NBA has most improved player. I think the NFL should have that. And if the NFL had that, Tua would be in line for that, don't you think? Because he's got the no, opportunity here. It's all set here. up. Yeah. It's all set up. Yeah. He said, Tua spoke today, said Tyree can take a negative two-yard gain and put it into 20 yards. Now they got a, a whole team full of that. Mm-hmm. Whole team full of that. And Mike McDaniel, you think the Dolphins are reaching out to the 49ers? We'll cool. give you some of your picks back. Just go for like it. Draft day. I want my picks back. They don't have any. They don't have. They don't have the room. That's. I mean. That's. That. That's nuts. They got Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they got enough speed. But Mike McDaniel's the one who who was came up with some of these ideas that Debo um, could run it, and you pitch it to him. You pitch it to him because it creates a, an angle problem for anybody that can try and corral him. But uh, it's set up for for Miami, and that's one of the more fascinating teams coming in. Fascinating. Because the coach is a total wild card, and this team has put it, been put together with track shoes on. Track shoes are on, and if you've got to go beat the Buffalo Bills in your division, and you got to win forty to thirty-five, just like the the Chiefs did in the playoffs, this is the way to do it. Don't you think? Yeah, That's the way to do it. AFC East is uh, getting pretty interesting if that happens. Oh, my, very much so. All right, you got one more on Yeah, well, lastly, uh, NBA Rich, uh, big game tonight in Boston. Uh, Nets, Celtics game yes. two. Yes. Ben Simmons will not be on the floor. However, Woj tweeted out not too long ago that based on his progress this week in practice, anticipation of accelerating in the coming days, game four in Monday, uh, realistic target for his debut in Brooklyn, Ben Simmons. Game three not actually ruled out, but it would require to clear more hurdles in a shorter window of time. So it looks like we will see Ben Simmons sooner rather than later. Did you post the uh, poll question? Oh, about him and Zion? Yeah. No, I did not. Pop it up now. There you go. Pop it up. Which player returning from injury could uh, most affect their current playoff series? Zion coming back with the Suns taking it on the chops with Devin Booker's um, hamstring injury and a loss at home. And the Pelicans now have home court advantage for the rest of this series. Zion coming back or Simmons coming back and making the Nets that much potentially better. Put that poll question out. Let's take a break. Stephen Root, uh, one of the stars of Barry, joining us next live in studio on the Rich Eisen Show. And we have a dynamite celebrity, a true or false setup to talk to him about his outstanding filmography. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Barry, season three, debuting Sunday, uh, this Sunday, 10 Eastern time on HBO and HBO Max. Stephen Root here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. When the, this script first lands in your hands, in mm. your lap, on your desk, however, yeah. what did you think when you first heard about this I th- show? This is the worst log line in the history of television. Right. <laughs> Who's going to buy this show? Right. Uh, a, a hitman who wants to be an actor. Uh, I'm amazed <laughs> that it made it out of the HBO uh, pile. Right. Uh, but the script was so good. That's the thing. I mean, the writing on this show is spectacular. Uh, and everything in, in my career now, in my in later stages, is about, is the script not good but great? Mm-hmm. And this was great. Uh, so I knew it would be fun to play with Bill. I was a big fan from his Saturday Night Live, live stuff. Right. Um, and the producer. And, and Henry Winkler. Come yeah, on. Henry Winkler on. as well as the acting coach. And now. Oh, my goodness. The best. Uh, he is one of the nicest guys, right? The mensch too? of the world. The mensch of the world. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Certainly when you meet you meet him and you, your first thought is, okay, this is the Fonz. And then pretty much every word out of his mouth doesn't sound like the Fonz. No, right? he's just the sweetest guy in the world uh, and a hard worker. I mean, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's been working on so many things throughout uh, throughout his life. But I think, like me, he feels like this is a special special deal well i mean in 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 your um work and your filmography i mean you have been and and the the beauty about barry is not just because it's funny because when you hear bill Hader too in saturday night live and and the producer alec berg who's from the the seinfeld fantastic um, yeah and curb your enthusiasm Mm -hmm. world and so many more other shows great stuff you're thinking okay this is silicon valley silicon valley as well um and so you're thinking, okay, this is going to be laugh out loud hilarious, and then and then like uh, on occasion, Breaking Bad breaks out on mm-hmm. a show like this one. Yeah, and so um, and I see the rest of your your career. I mean, what what is some of the crazier scenes you've ever been in in any like where it just is off the rails, <laughs> off the wall? I've you've been in a couple of those scenes with Barry so far. Yeah. Anything else from your filmography leap oh, out? Oh gosh, I don't know. To you, um, where you're like, wow, that is just a, a 
Where I'm threatened by animals? I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to think. It's more like Demon Children, that one. With the, oh, the I, I, did one, I do house. remember one really bad kind of softcore porn horror movie that I did where, where I played the villain, um, uh, and uh, the villain in the piece was a scarecrow. Hmm. Uh, and I do die by his hands, by him taking... His his straw hand and going <sighs> into my face and we we have straws sticking into my head. And that's how so you, that might be the worst. That's it. Thing ever. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and you've been in no country for old men. Get yeah, out. I did get shot in the face uh, with a shotgun okay. by Javier Bardem. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So you got that going for you. I got that, which is nice. <laughs> I mean, you know. So we we have a um, a construct here on the program when we have a celebrity guests on with filmographies and tv shows that we're just such big fans of and you've been in so many of them steven root it's called celebrity true or false Uh-oh. where we take some um some lines from i guess stories of written about you or and uh-huh. also your filmography to see what's true and what's not okay okay and we have uh, some terrific production value to it go ahead and hit it. <laughs> celebrity true or false you can't the there you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's our production. Very nice. I, I, <laughs> that I, it's very that must nice. have taken an hour, hour and a half. It did. It did. Yeah. It did. It, we it really. The, it was a brain drain here. Okay. First one for you, Stephen Root. True or false? Uh, you dropped out of the University of Florida, travel around the country in a van doing Shakespeare. Is that true or false? That's true, and it was true for two and a half years. It was a National Shakespeare Company, uh, a bus and truck out of that based in New York. But we mostly played colleges, small theaters uh, around the country for nine months out of the year. We were, and uh, we had put up, we put up three shows. We I think the first year we did uh, Romeo and Juliet, Winter's Tale, and mm, Comedy of Errors. And where whatever they hired us for, we would do that show. But since there were only twelve people in the company, yeah, um, we were double and triple cast. So it's the it was the best possible. Uh, training you could get like Shakespeare right barnstorming. Of, That's yeah. where you're barnstorming Shakespeare, Shakespeare. Yeah, we would play a five thousand seat house at at West Point, mm-hmm. and the next day we'd play, you know, uh, uh, a junior college uh, dorm room, basically. I mean, or, or a cafeteria or something. So it was the same show, but it was always different because you're in different venues. I don't know if you saw the slide that we had up on the screen. Oh, uh, can you put that back one, one more time, one. Hoskins, for that particular celebrity, true or false? Uh, I don't know if they, there's Yorick and the swamp <laughs> all it. at the same time. I, I love believe, that right shot. There. That's a fantastic shot. <laughs> if you want that, we can give you, we can text you that Please. photograph. My brother would like that as I don't well. Know. He's did, a big Gator fan. Did, did Steve Spurrier have a poor uh, receiver named that Yorick wasn't or Steve something? Like, no, was <laughs> there wasn't a visor on it wait, on, on the skull. Wait. Otherwise, we I love it, you, Stevie. It could have been it right there. All right, next up, um, Stephen Root, uh, true or false? Mm-hmm. Uh, you were cut out of Kindergarten Cop. Is that true or false? Yes, five scenes out of kindergarten cop my whole subplot was cut out of what the hell kindergarten cop um uh well i don't know what the hell happened there maybe i was i don't know i i got a wonderful i was sitting next to uh uh the lead in that who was arnie arnie uh-huh. uh and he, he turned to me and he said you are so funny <laughs> <laughs> so i think maybe that's why i got cut out of it is that what it was i think that's what it was <laughs> 
Well, that's my Arnie story. No, no, that's a great Arnie story. There's no question. Hey, but at least in 1990, you made it into Ghost. You were I a made ghost. it into Ghost. That was a that, well, that was a great movie. I was happy to be in that, and I thought, oh, oh wow, maybe I'll have a movie career. Did, nothing after that. Well, I mean, there you are, like looking at Demi Moore like she's crazy. Um, uh, Demi the, Moore the and I talked about it. We, I just had a uh, just had a baby, and she had just had like two. Yeah. So that's mainly what we talked about. But she was great. We had a, a wonderful time in that movie. Yeah. So uh, next one up for you, uh, Stephen Root. True or false? From time to time, fans of the movie Office Space will either mail you or give you in person a red swing line stapler. Is that true or false? It's so true, it's frightening. <laughs> uh, it's been true ever since that movie. Um, probably the first couple of years that it came out because it came out... 1999, 2000, right when DVDs were being, you know, everybody, it was huge. You could right. go, uh, and it became a word-of-mouth movie, The Office Space did. Right. So now, at this point in my career, there isn't a set that I don't go on to that doesn't have a box of staplers ready for me to sign, and not for the act for the crew. It's all crew who wants them. And they will send me staplers to sign. I'll, I'll sign some of those. But... I have to say, it, it doesn't matter what I've done in my career. <laughs> Whenever somebody stops me in the street, it's it's office space. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And is it true that the stapler was discontinued? Mike Judge insisted it was red, and they created the stapler specifically uh-huh. That's, for the movie? Uh, yeah, but they, well, they did. We, we, we had four of them. We burned two up in the movie. Um, <laughs> Mike took one, and I stole one. So I have mine. You have your own stapler. I have one on top of a butter dish on top of my TV. Yes. <laughs> so I wow. have one real one. But the ones they made uh, at Swingline after that were the wrong model. I don't know. Maybe that bothered him. I don't know. But it's, 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 it's not quite the same stapler. And then another question from this about your character, Milton. You had to wear contacts because the Coke bottle glasses you were wearing you 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 wore the contacts no depth, to, yeah no depth perception so whatsoever because those are real coke bottle glasses oh yeah right? yeah and then you had real. to wear contacts I, to offset i them. had contacts to offset them but i still had no depth perception so whenever i i had to practice uh whenever i was in a scene with it to 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 be able to not look at it and do it i had to practice because i couldn't tell whether it was five feet away or right next to me so i would I would have to do this kind of thing in practice before I could reach for the stapler and do it because I couldn't see it. It's like Donald Pleasance in The Greatest Game. Very much so. How's that for a reference <laughs> for you right great. there? That's great. And I'm a big Donald Pleasance fan. <laughs> I just made a Milton uh, Great Escape re- a reference. Well done. <laughs> so who are, who are you doing in that movie? Like, is that somebody that you had in, you know, you never met? Or, uh, Mike, you? we were working on King of the Hill at the time. Yes. So the, a bunch of us from King of the Hill read that script for him at the Fox, you know, Fox uh, executive read-through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mike was going to read Milton. Mm-hmm. And I, I had done a couple of parts. I was reading one of the, 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 Don, the Dons. I was, I was the psychiatrist that dies. Um, <laughs> I, I, so I read, I was going to read all those. And as we were walking over, Mike says, I just want to watch it. You, you read Milton. <laughs> I said, oh, thanks. Thanks for the prep there, Mikey. Uh, and, and and he took me into his office and he showed me a two-minute pencil sketch, black and white, of Milton, which he had voiced. 
and he's and he said what do you what do you want to do something like that i'll do something like that but i'll just do what you know i think and and my gut there was that he would have a lisp mm-hmm. a little bit of a lisp and and a higher voice and so i just did that at the, the table read and went on from there can you still do it at the drop of a hat <laughs> everybody who can do it can do it better than me now that's not true i was, I was told i could this my staple yeah, there's that enough cake <laughs> you know i can i can do it okay but the people who have done it for 20 years yeah they can do it a lot better than i can. i gotta tell you <laughs> gary cole in that movie the best getting the the cadence down mm-hmm. of like did you get the memo yeah I mean, like, but that's mike mike knew somebody knew that person and and he schooled gary on said this is how this person talked and then Gary took it from there and made it a little more drawn out. But there was a direction for Mike. I bet. Yeah. But, I mean, but it, it was perfect. We, perfect. We, we've all kind oh of my had God, a, all those a manager guys. like that. All in those our guys. Job. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Did you have any sense that that movie, when you were making it, was going to be as... No, we were all friends, you know, from King of the Hill. So, and right. most of us knew each other. I, I knew Jennifer from... Uh, my wife had known her, so mm-hmm. I, I, I knew her a little bit. Uh but we were all kind of just buddies in the business. So we, we were thinking, let's make a nice little B comedy movie. Uh, and we were happy with it. We thought it was good. And it just bombed sensationally. Uh, and then the DVD market took it. it took, and it's a whole new life. Yeah. A couple more for you, Stephen Root, Celebrity okay. True or False. This is great. I mean, honestly, <laughs> we, 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 had to, we had to weed out like 15 of them. Uh, it, true or false, many of the extras in Dodgeball were actually recently released prison inmates. True or false? Uh, kind of true. Some of them, uh, a lot of the audience members you'd see at the, at the matches, mm-hmm. those were prison inmates. Uh, whether or not they, the extras were, I'm not sure. They might have used some of them. But a whole bunch of the audience was, was prison inmates. Who, who would stare at you for a long time <laughs> <laughs> and not laugh? <laughs> um, it was it was creepy and fun. Yes, yeah. they insisted on being called background artists. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they did. <laughs> Otherwise, there'd be something. There'd be a shiv coming, so, exactly. or a wrench, or a wrench. Yeah. Uh, you got a good rip torn story? Oh, rip! Oh man, that you can. Uh, that you rip can... <laughs> enjoyed. Um, rip enjoyed the alcoholic beverage. <laughs> <laughs> or two. <laughs> um, gosh, I, I I I mostly enjoyed shooting in in Vegas with Rip because he would show up um, very happy, whatever time of day it was, from said alcoholic beverage, and uh, I think he could have actually been killed by the light coming down <laughs> on him on his chair, and he would have noticed. <laughs> we would have had a good time. Yeah, so we actually great. have a rip torn reference in in uh, in Barry Barry this year. This this coming year. Yes, sir. You'll see it. Okay, I'll be looking for it. <laughs> okay, that is for sure. And a nice little wink and a nod. HBO there you go. for sure. Um, last one for you. True or false? The cast of News Radio was banned from the SAG Awards due to unruly behavior. Yes, that's absolutely true. It was, <laughs> it was the first. SAG Awards. It was the First inaugural SAG Awards. Yes, we got in. We had. We were having a lovely time, 
because of the SAG Awards, you may drink wine and mm-hmm. you're having a lovely time at the table like the Golden Globes. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, Andy decided, Andy Dick, Yes. Um, you know, Andy Dick yes. <laughs> decided to get up on the table and, and show people um, what he's made of, as it were. Oh, his last name. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I think he did. A, I think he waved it in front of Helen Hunt's face, as I recall. <laughs> Helen. <laughs> and I'm a good friend of Helen Hunt. So, uh, that's what I, you know, so I have to it. confirm with her that it was her. But, yeah, that was it for us. That was the end of your yes. invitation to the SAG Award, <laughs> no, matter how, no matter how terrific we an ensemble Will cast. We sniffed out, is what we did. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, what was it like working with Phil Hartman? The best. Uh, Phil, uh, we would always, uh, since Phil was such a great improviser and come from Saturday Night Live, like Bill, mm-hmm. uh, so I've got, oh, amazing that I've gotten to work with both of them. Uh, Phil would always be the mouthpiece of news radio. And if we do any kind of interview, say like this, or somebody would come on set, mm-hmm. we would take him by the back and go, here's Phil. Yeah. And Phil could fill a half an hour uh, because he was hysterical. Such a good guy. Uh, and he loved, he, he absolutely loved his kids. He was a great artist. You know, uh, I don't know if, whether you know, he, he would do album covers. He did that famous picture of Poco, the Poco album of a horse head on there that was phil i had no idea yeah uh, he was a great artist a very fastidious guy with his scripts we would make fun of him because he would have his scripts would be color-coded each scene uh he would know exactly what he was doing very professional amazing guy loved him i mean his truly uh, you could say uh again as you point out i mean uh bill Hader and his yeah I mean, when he, he, he came on for season two of Barry sitting in that chair mm-hmm. and just riffed one character from SNL after another. It was one of the funniest Brilliant. things. I mean, and our sides were hurting. Boom to boom to boom. It's like Mike Judge can go do Beavis and Butthead, you know, within a microsecond of each other. He doesn't have to think about it. Right. He does both voices right away. And Phil Hartman was the same way. I mean, yeah, every time way. he came on the screen, it was mm-hmm. kind of like candy yeah. like you knew what was anytime and and certainly on that show it was like candy like cotton candy it was it was, it was. and I, and he was headed for good film career uh because as as our show was ending he was he was in talks to do some really good films coming up so it was a shame that uh, he left us so before i let you go Stephen root um what what can you share about season three of barry i mean and, and it's on HBO. I understand. That's a good one. On HBO Max. <laughs> We've got to make HBO sure. HBO Max is right. on that channel. That's about how much they want us to tell about it. Um, yeah, it's, the- it's, it's a season of consequences. Okay. Of consequences of action. And, but you have to remember, this is a show with an umbrella of a guy with bad PTSD. And the first season you saw some of it, and the second season you saw it go. And the third season you're going to see it more of that behavior and the consequences of that behavior with all the people that he knows okay so and are, are we picked up for season four or do we know this yet? uh um i know that that we are writing season four that's a good one i don't know about the pickup but we are certainly writing it. well I, that would be great because i love this show and uh, I, I love say, it too. I, I i haven't even seen season three um just uh all of it you can great. come over to my house i have the first two 
Okay, I will do that. Um, Plus three. It's just fine. You bring it. Bring oh, your... all right, all right. You may. Thank you. You may. Problem is, is that he. You have to bring the beer. Uh, it's not just that. I mean, you could see all the knickknacks he has in front of him. I uh, do. Uh, be just keep that stapler in a spot where you don't lose sight of it because it's a five. You need to discount. go get a stapler. I'm here. I'm happy to sign it for you. Oh, we should have known that. Do it. Next time. All right. Thanks. I'm, well, for next, time. next time, next we'll time, next time, certainly, absolutely. We'll Thanks for coming, to Stephen Root. Everybody, uh, like I said, we are big fans of your your um, your career and your filmography and everything. So all appreciate these shows. it. Appreciate you having me. on. You bet. That's uh, Barry once again. Season three debuting this Sunday, ten Eastern time on HBO and HBO Max. Back with your phone calls and wrapping up this show in a moment. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Every golf equipment company claims to be longest off the tee, but Callaway's new Rogue ST driver is the only one built to completely bomb it. It's because it's been speed-tuned to be Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Speed-tuned is what the ST in Rogue ST stands for. The tungsten speed cartridge that it's engineered with gives you more speed on off-center hits, provides more forgiveness thanks to high MOI. Trust me. Off-center hits is what my golf game is all about. And forgiveness, needing more forgiveness. So you get that off the tee. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's all you want. That's literally half the battle. And the other half the battle is getting it on the green. And then there's another half battle, which doesn't make any mathematical sense. Three half battles. So here's what I'm telling you. There's a driver, a uh, Rogue ST driver for your game. There's the Max, the Max D. The Max LS, and then there's a Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS. That's the compact low spin head that the tour players love. The Max is the one that most people use because it's got an incredible combination of distance and forgiveness. Bottom line is Callaway's thought through every aspect of speed, so all you've got to do is go rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. So much fun with Steven Root, man. I'm telling you, we, we, we didn't even yeah, scratch the surface. I mean, we didn't even go deep on King of the Hill. Nope. Right yeah. or news radio? How about really? that? Like he wasn't supposed to read for Milton for office space until Mike Judge handed him the lines before they walked into the table read for Fox executives. Hey, you mind just like doing this real quick? And then here, I'll give you a little idea of the way I'm seeing it. And then he wants to lisp it. 
And then we just heard Milton's voice for the first time in, you know, in forever. For a long time. Dave Pitter. Dave. I don't know if you get that. Would you mind moving your, uh, your desk downstairs? Did you get the memo? We're going to need to raw. Hey, Peter, man. That was so great. Gary Cole, we got to get him in here too, right? Oh, He's man. next. I saw him at my gym a couple months did ago. Did you really? Oh. I did. You got to go up to him. Oh. What am I going to say? First of all, first thing you say is, can I work in? And then when you work <laughs> in, that's when you work uh, this thing in. Give me, yeah. I don't like it when people ask me to work in, so I wouldn't do that to someone else, what's, even if it was ooh. Gary Cole. What's your problem letting people work in? Go do something else. It's a huge gym. Why do you need to use my machine? Yeah, I could see Brock with me in like that. You're okay. like, it's mine. What's worse? I turn to you for the what's worse arbiter. Okay. TJ Jefferson is the official yeah, what's worse. Because artist. I'm a pretty open person. Unless, it, unless TJ he, you know, also doesn't go to the gym. Be careful. Oh. But, but I've been in a gym. Like, I, I mean, don't go that, on a regular basis, but I used to be in a gym. He's spotted for Ashton. Jim Dandy doesn't count, TJ. <laughs> I mean, I have, yeah. By the way, spotting for Ashton <laughs> is a, you know, you know what that is? That's a Hallmark movie. That's not a fantasy name. It's a Hallmark movie. Yeah, that's not a fantasy name. Spotting for Ashton. It's a, it's a touching, it's a touching <laughs> story. For spotting for Ashton. So I ask you, sir, what's worse? <laughs> <laughs> what's worse? What's worse? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Me not holding elevator doors oh, for guys. Oh, the worse. elevator door oh, is yeah, the worst. Or he won't let somebody work in in the gym. Here's the deal with the gym, right? The gym, now that they're back open, you know, the thing about the gym is there's still a bunch of sweat transfer, the people breathing over you, you're getting everybody's back sweat where you're trying to bench. Yeah, it's like, it's part of the gym. But opening up an elevator, that's just basic human decency no, and not. kindness, bro. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. You know, I can you're understand. You're breathing on me. You're breathing on me with all your stuff in a little box. What if I got a mask on? It's got nothing to do with that. <laughs> well, then I'm not breathing on you. But Brockman, I get it. You got everybody all sweaty back there, and you know, just uh, yeah. Sometimes the back sweat. It's, sometimes it's it, you're just sitting down, right? Mate, you might be doing but a lap pull. Sweat is worse. You can't do a lap pull. You can't. You can't let somebody in on a lap pull. No, because then, then you got to change the weight. Why not? You, you I'll, care. I'll be done weight. in two minutes. Just but wait. What do you care? You're you're taking a minute in between uh, in, in between reps. Just wait. There's 800 other things to do in the gym. Go do something else. Tell Gary Cole I want to work in and go up to him and say, we want to have you on, man. I will say, he was wearing like a Veep Season 8 t-shirt. Come on. (laughs) It was great. Perfect. Hey, man, big fan of your show. Yeah, but he's going to the gym to not be bothered. Untrue. (laughs) You want someone to bother you at the gym? I've had that happen. Now, because look, Gary Cole. By the way, I don't go to gyms. I don't go to gyms. I don't go to gyms. Gary Cole's an NCIS agent (laughs) with Wilmer, (laughs) so he's got to stay in tip-top shape. So... You're right, Brock. You did the right thing by not Gary bothering him. Chris, two words. Private workouts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rich, one word. Raise. <laughs> Terzo in Iowa. How you been? All rise. All rise. All rise. All rise. All rise. All rise. What's up, Terzo? How you been? What the hell is going on here, Rich? Good question. The hell going on? Receiver. The hell going on? I am lost now. The hell going on? I don't know, man. I, I have no idea what's going on with Debo and how this can't be rectified. I don't know. I I was I was talking about it just the other day and just talking about his value as a receiver slash running back. And what I just kept coming back to is we had so many injuries in our backfield last year that he had to kind of fill that role. And I was like, well, hopefully this year is not, that's not going to be the case because I still want some tread on those tires going forward, especially if we're going to give him the contract. And I can't call up the Niners like Bobby Wagner can and say, hey, let me talk to management. Mm. 
I, I, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know what is happening with them. And I'm not going to sit here and say that he's absolutely gone like, uh, like every other receiver that's asked for it because why would he make this public now if the last two weeks it hasn't been acted on? And why making it public does he think that that puts the pressure on the Niners to actually act on it? You know what I mean? Him making him making it public makes me think that um, that the if the, sort of the Niners have had it for two weeks and haven't acted on it, I don't know how he would think that making it public will force them to to change their tune. You know? Well, I can only I, I can only think it has to do with draft picks and seeing whether or not the Niners want to reload. But I just don't like I just don't like rolling the dice on on doing that whenever you have a bona fide number one receiver. Thanks for the call, Terzo. Appreciate it. And that's an interesting point here, and that's one we'll finish up with here because I'm sure we'll talk about it tomorrow. In the same way that if Santiago wasn't ordered to be touched, why was he touched? And if he was going to leave the base and he's finally getting his exit visa from a spot where he has been so unwelcome and feeling so uh, unsafe, why didn't he pack a thing? Why was not he packed? Yeah. Right? That in the same way of that, if Debo has asked for a trade and the Niners have had it for two weeks, why is he going public now? And how does he feel like that's going to change the dynamic? I don't think it will. How about that? How about that? And uh, I've just been told that we're going to put up his, the last tweet that he liked. Yep. Oh, you look awesome wearing blue but, uh... and silver with a star on your helmet. His last liked tweet on twitter yeah. let me tell you where he's not winding up <laughs> let me tell you where he's not winding up he ain't winding up there don't don't ruin my day rich just let me live niners are like that literally <laughs> <laughs> just let me live let me tell you the, the warmest place would have to freeze over before the 49ers say that's where we'll send you settle down just a little bit i'm sorry mr jones <laughs> That's the last place. Look. I don't think they're going to. How about that? My first blush reaction. We've had tons of first blush reactions about why, why is this happening to if I'm the Jets, I'd cough up 10. And I think the Ravens should make a play for them, for him. And, and then, then we find out that part of the reason why he wants out is he didn't like being used as a running back, which makes me think, do you want to spend a 10th overall pick on somebody that's going to be putting a limit on the number of touches that he gets to make him as game-changing receiver as he is? How about this? The final thought right now is the Niners will just say, we'll go through the draft. We're not playing football between now and the draft. We'll go through the draft. Then we'll talk afterwards because you're not going anywhere. Where you're going is to our Thursday show. We'll see you then.